This NFL Week 4 Player Props edition of the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by GameTime. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the GameTime app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times your money in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. Roster brought to you by VEASAN. Sign up now and save 40% with their football season special when you use promo code SGP. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. Finally, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday, September the 28th, currently 2.09 on the East Coast, here to get into our NFL Week 4 player props, plus our touchdown, um, anytime touchdown uh, props as well. But I got my guys here with me first. You guys know him as a Motor Kings, uh, Motor Sports King of the World, the hardest working man in the sports betting industry. It's my main man, Rod Via Gomez. Rod, how's it going, my friend? Making left turns in my head, even as we speak, Munaf. I'm excited uh, once again for a full weekend of football, uh, and and it starts tonight, obviously. But uh, yeah, we're we're gonna. Man, I tell you right now, so race weekend is so crazy for me because I've got usually the race on the big screen and then, you know, several different football games going all over the place. So, um, I mean, I, I try to pay as much attention as I can to, to the football games at the time. But, uh, you know, race, I, I'm almost glad for the, the race season to almost be over so I can actually yeah. concentrate on football now. again. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, like I, that. It's that. It's that storm when we talk about August, September, October. Um, that like we have like three, four different sports like clashing at the same time, and you have some sports that are ending, and then you have some sports that are starting as well. So yeah, it's it's a uh, it's definitely uh, messes with your mind when you when you handle or you cover uh, as many sports as we do for the network. But also. Joining me, I got my guy here with actually crushing it in the WNBA. I can't wait for the NBA with my guy here, Chris, as well. Chris, how's it going, my friend? How you doing this Thursday? What's going on, you know? What's going on, right? Feeling good, man. Uh, we we a couple days away from some some really good games. I think that we got lined up here on Sunday. We got a we got a nine thirty uh, Eastern time game yeah. <laughs> on Sunday, so that, that'll be the first. But we also got Thursday night football, so definitely check out the pod from yesterday if you guys haven't had a choice to do that. Uh, and let's get into it. Some money to be made, you know, if, as we start to get some of these props. Yeah, man. Well, I think we're we're starting to hit our stride here, headed into week four, kind of hitting the, um, I guess, kind of getting at the appetizer uh, phase of the NFL season with three weeks of data points in the books for us. So hopefully we can keep capitalizing on, you know, some of the bets and the prop bets that we have made. I think we've uh, had a really good start to the season. Hopefully we can continue that into NFL week four. You guys know how we do it here. We'll do uh, three player props plus a best bet. And then, of course, our anytime touchdown uh, prop bets for week four. So let's kick it right off. Rod, lead us off, my friend. Uh, what do we got for player prop number one? 
Well, I know my host, and he's a Texans fan, so let's start with the Texans quarterback, the red-hot C.J. Stroud. His passing touchdown number is set at minus, or I'm sorry, minus one and a half. It's set at one and a half. He's not going to throw a negative one and a half uh, <laughs> passing touchdowns. But um, yeah, one and a half passing touchdowns for C.J. Stroud. I'm actually going to take the over on this one. I do uh, think his potential to throw two touchdowns at least is there because... He's done it in each of his last two games. He did it against Jacksonville. We know Jacksonville. We were very high on Jacksonville this last uh, offseason, just coming into it, high on the team. And they outdueled them. 37-17, C.J. Stroud showed that he is actually pretty much a force to be reckoned with in this league, uh, throwing for two touchdowns there. And then he took down not a tough Indianapolis team, but still you know, a team that should have put up more of a fight against them uh, than they did. So... For C.J. Stroud to come out and throw four touchdowns in his last two games, I think that speaks highly of his potential. And, you know, this week he's going up uh, against a team that I don't think is going to give him a whole lot of uh, pushback either. The Steelers have allowed two touchdowns to be thrown in two of their three games, including two to a a former 49ers quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo last week and the current 49ers uh, quarterback in Brock Purdy to start the season. The only quarterback to not throw two touchdowns against the Steelers so far in the first three games is Deshaun Watson. And I'm not surprised about that at all. So I'm definitely uh, high on the potential for uh, Stroud to throw at least two touchdowns in this game. Maybe this will be the first one that he ever gets three touchdowns in this game. So uh, I'm trying to find the number for you. I wrote down the uh, prop, but not the other. So the over passing TDs is a plus 124 over on DraftKings right now. So uh, at plus money for him to do what he's done the last two weeks. I'll take CJ Stroud to throw two touchdown passes in this game. Yeah. I mean, look, he's gotten off to a really good start um, for this Texans offense. And I think that, especially for me being a Texans fan, it's kind of you know surprised me because I mean, historically, I know it's cliche that Ohio state quarterbacks really don't do well, at least longevity wise in the NFL. But I think that he's gotten the proper coaching. He's been accurate. I mean, we saw last week against Jacksonville, he had a phenomenal game and, you know, the, even through the first two weeks uh, before, prior to the, uh, their first victory last week, I mean, you know, he's he's been smart with the football. He still hasn't thrown an interception, which is absolutely amazing uh, for him to do as a rookie quarterback in this in this league where, you know, you're trying to sometimes play catch up as a rookie quarterback coming from a collegiate level, especially Ohio State, where, you know, everything is pretty much easy for you in that offense. But, I mean, look, he has the weapons. They might not be the traditional household names, but, you know, football junkies like us, we know the names. I mean, I've praise tank Dell on this pod for the first three weeks, Nico Collins. We talked a lot about when we did our division previews um, at the the tight end, Dalton Schultz, a seasoned veteran. So he's got the weapons there for him to, you know, be successful. And again, for this Steelers team, I think that the the strength is their strength has always been defense, but I think that that defense has taken a little bit of step back. I think they're still trying to find their stride as far as defensive side. You know, hopefully it's not this week, but maybe it's next week for the Steelers team. But uh, I think that again, CJ Stroud, Especially with all the offensive line issues that this team has had, he I'm 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 very happy to see the success that he's had this far this season. Especially this at plus money here, Rod. I I do love it uh, for CJ Stroud. Um, Chris, any thoughts on CJ uh, for this upcoming week as far as his passing touchdowns? Yeah, I like it. I like it as well, Rod. Um, a couple things kind of stick out to me. So first off, Pittsburgh is a really great run defense. So you're going to have to toss the ball. We always talk about that logic, right? Like do. How, how will they score the ball? How will this defense, how susceptible is this defense to giving up points? And typically it's through the air. And 
I mean, I don't want to give him too much praise, right? Because because it, it's Munoz's guy, but Stroud, he's he's really you know like <laughs> exceeded a lot of expectations. We'll say I saw a segment earlier this morning on Good, Good Morning Football, uh, you know, just talking about you know the the Texans kind of finding their guy, and I think it's you know it's highly impressive for him not to throw an interception so far. Sixty four percent completion rate, I think, is also very very interesting uh, and surprising as well. I mean, also yeah, I like the number, especially at plus money. I agree 100%. Um, Chris, take us to player problem number one, my man. What do you got? So I'm going quarterback as well. Uh, we're going early morning. So you this one might be kicked off before you wake up um, on Sunday morning. I'm looking at Desmond Ritter. I kind of alluded. I kind of talked a little bit about him yesterday. But I'm looking at his pass attempts to actually go over. Numbers sitting at 28 and a half last time I checked. A uh, little bit of juice, only minus 112. So not too much juice. Um and this is a this is a you know one of those plays that kind of just makes sense in my mind. You look at this Falcons uh, offense; they love to run the ball thirty times per game, ranks eighth in the league so far. But you look at the Jaguars' defense, and they're actually a top seven defensive team, only allowing eighty four yards per game on the ground, which is pretty consistent with what they were last year. They allowed the thirteenth fewest rush yards last year. Each of Jacksonville's first three opponents have actually passed for at least thirty attempts: thirty nine, forty one at least 30 so 30 39 and 41 through the first three games because that rush defense is so good uh and you look at you look at Ritter last week he passed for career half 41 attempts uh um against the uh who did they play against the last Lions, week the, last week, the Lions yeah. right yeah. the Lions we talked about that yesterday so I just think with them facing another top 10 defense Ritter's gonna have to go out I mean I know they don't want to put him in that position but he's gonna have to go out there and move the ball because uh, Bijan Robinson and you know the rest of that backfields may not be as successful as they they plan to be. So I like Ritter to go over his twenty eight and a half. I, I feel like he can throw thirty to thirty three times. Also, if Jacksonville can somehow get out to a lead, which has been really difficult for them to score the ball, mm-hmm. then you know that plays a little more into it as well because they're they're playing from behind and you got to pass the ball in. Yeah, I mean you take a look at uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars rush defense. Their top around top eight in uh, the categories that do matter, right? Opponent yards per rush attempt, they're number seven. Uh, opponent, um, sorry, opponent rushing yards per game, they're number seven. They're only allowing 84 per uh, contest. And then you take a look at opponent yards per rush attempt for the Jaguars, number six, only allowing 3.4 yards per carry uh, to the opposition. And again, I think that you're right that number one, familiarity for this Jacksonville Jaguars team, or if you want to call them the London Jaguars, I mean, they're familiar with that road trip, right? I mean, after these these many seasons where they've made that trip over the across the pond, probably staying at the same hotel. They know how you know the the facilities and and how that trip all works. I think that's only to the advantage of uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think their offense, despite it struggling over the last two weeks against the Chiefs and the Texans last week, I think this might be a game where you you probably see them open up a little bit um, with Trevor Lawrence, with Calvin Ridley, with Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne in the passing game. I think this is an opportunity where they do score points, which, again, goes into your prop, that then the Falcons are going to have to throw the football uh, led by Mr. Desmond Ritter. So I think that they'll be able to limit the rushing attack of the uh, Atlanta Falcons because we know that that's their identity on offense with Bijan, with Tyler Algier. Um, and I think that again for for Ritter to it's not a crazy number either, right? It was it was a 30, 31 and a half, Chris? Better. 
28 and a half. 28 and a half. Okay, there we go. So only 29 times here. So I think that definitely that's in the realm of possibility uh, in this game across the pond. Rod, any thoughts on that? I mean, you're right. Jacksonville has basically turned that London game into another home game. I mean, it is a home game on their schedule, but it really is a true home game now. So once you get into routine, it's easier for the the team that's done this more than than the other team that hasn't to settle into that rhythm. And, you know, the practice facility probably feels familiar to them. And so, yeah, this is a game where I think it's a get right game for Jacksonville all the way around. I've got another prop uh, that ties into that morning game as well that will kind of feed into Chris's narrative on, on how this is going to go as well. So um, I like this one as well. All right. Uh, before I get over to my first player prop uh, for NFL week four, let me tell everyone about game time. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't have to be stressful. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With dealers, with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're going to have at these events. They have great flash deals and last-minute tickets on their app. They're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in here, not just sporting events. Um, and the best part I love about their app is anytime you go in to buy tickets for a particular event, you can actually get an image of your uh, seat view at that particular venue, so you're not going to have any surprises. We do actually get to that venue. Their lowest prices are guaranteed, plus they also have event cancellation protection. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's how confident they are in their prices. And buying tickets, it's easy. You can do it in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're all set to go. And then once you buy those tickets, those tickets are sent directly to your phone. You don't have to haggle through your mailbox or even your email box. No, they're right there in the Game Time app. So all you got to do is download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code CFBX for $20 off for your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single game by going five for five. And from now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of your first deposit up to $500. And they're also giving away $100,000 on Sundays on Underdog Fantasy. That's a total of $2 million in prizes all season long, $100,000 in prizes this week, and $10,000 to 10 people this week alone. New sweepstakes on every week of the NFL season. So watch along, make your picks, and make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of the $500. Again, that's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. All right, guys, let me take you over to my first player prop, and I'm going to go over to that game between the Rams and the Colts this week. I'm going to take Mr. Matthew Stafford uh, to go over on his passing yards in this game. That number is currently at 256.5. And And if you kind of watch this Rams team in the first three weeks of the regular season, they've been a pass-heavy team uh, thus far this season. I know we uh, talked about the Cam Akers trade um, and you know how it hasn't really panned out for him. Now he goes over to the Vikings and they're putting their uh, trust in Kyron Williams uh, in that backfield. But Stafford is fourth in the league this season in passing yards per game at 303 yards per game. Additionally, Stafford is second in the league in pass attempts per game as well. The Rams are also number six in the league in team passing uh, per play percentage thus far this year. 
And they're also number four in team passing yard percentage as well. So, I mean, it's pass, pass, pass with Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford through the first three weeks of the season. And Stafford has faced the Colts uh, four times in his career. Now, this does go back to 2012, so it may not be relevant. But the most recent games he faced the Colts was in 2020 and in the 2021 season. And he threw for 336 yards in those games and uh, 278 yards, respectively, in those two games in those two seasons. And you look at the Colts' uh, pass defense as well, right? They rank number 20 in opponent yards per completion and number 22 in opponent yards per pass attempt. So, you know, you kind of take a look at the two wide receivers or the three guys on this offense right now for the uh, Los Angeles Rams before they hopefully do get Cooper Cup back uh, in week five. But, you know, we talked a lot about um, uh, Poker Nakua. We've talked about Tutu Atwal. Tyler Higby has been involved in the offense as well. So I think that we'll see more of a passing attack again this week for Matthew Stafford and the Rams in this game. So I'm taking the over 256 and a half passing yards as my quarterback prop here uh, for uh, NFL week four with Mr. Matthew Stafford here. Chris, any thoughts on Matthew Stafford, my man? Yeah, I like it. I like him. You know, it just kind of makes logical sense to me again. So we look at offensive plays per game for the opponent and the Colts are, this is a really hard number to digest. 73.3. Uh, is how many plays teams are averaging against them. So if you give Stafford that much time, Sean McVay as well, like he's going to – that many plays, like that that's an insane number. They they actually rank last in the league as far as allowing, you know, opponent plays. So I love that number. And you look at – you know, you you gave out all the numbers as far as them passing the ball. You know, they super pass every team. I got them listed at six, 63%, 64% of the time. So, yeah, I love that number for for Stafford this weekend. Rod, thoughts on Stafford? I hope so. I'm starting him over Derek Carr <laughs> in a league, so I need him to. I need him to get all the yards he can, and yeah, and it's it's possible. I mean, this team, Matthew Stafford was not brought in to hand the ball off in in yeah. L.A., so he they need his arm and they need it now. As a matter of fact, because that Rams team will not be able to compete with the 49ers if that team does not start stepping it up even more than they have been so far. I mean, look, this is a big game for the Rams as well, right? You, you win this game, you're getting, you're two for two, or sorry, two and two. Um, and then you're getting hopefully Cooper Cup back next week. I know he was put on the IR. Uh, the possibilities are still there, but especially when you're in a division like, obviously with the with the 49ers and the Seahawks in that division, and the Cardinals have looked uh, uh, haven't looked as bad as some of us would have thought they would have been. But I mean, if they want to make a, a have a chance to make the playoffs, the, these are the games that matter. I think it's going to be on the shoulders of Mister Matthew Stafford here. Um, Rod, take us over to player prop number two, my friend. What do we got? All right, well, I'm going to take you into that London game as well, and we're going to go with Travis Etienne. We're going to take his rushing total. Uh, it's set right now at 68 and a half. I'll take the over on this one. This is at minus 110 uh, is where I found it. You can shop around for another number on that as well. Uh, Travis Etienne has gone uh, over this number twice already this season. He did it in the opening game against the Colts, and he did it last week against the Texans. Um, I mean, he's not really averaging a great, I mean, 4.6 yards per carry in that game against Houston, but they fed him the ball 19 times, which means they are still committed to the run, even though they were getting spanked by the Texans, they were still committed to the run. So 19 for 88 against Texans, like I said, 18 for 77, the volume is there for Travis Etienne. Uh, plus you look at what Atlanta has been giving up lately. 128.3 yards average per game rushing yards on the ground. That's ninth most in the league uh, as far as what they're giving up on the ground. 
Look back at what running backs have done against them in the last three games. Miles Sanders had 72 yards uh, for the Panthers against them. And then Chuba Hubbard actually had 60. So, I mean, he was only nine yards short of actually hitting this himself. So they'd had two running backs in that game above that number. Uh, for the Packers, I mean, Aaron Jones was not doing well and not even in this game. For that, A.J. Dillon, though, 55 yards close for the backup who doesn't necessarily get a lot of carries for that. Uh, last week, Jameer Gibbs, the rookie, hung 80 on them uh, by himself. So I think Travis Etienne, again, kind of like what Chris was saying, you know, they'll probably jump up a little early on this Atlanta team, which means that most of the second half or a better part of the third quarter into the fourth quarter, they'll be kind of feeding the ball off to Travis Etienne. And if they do that, the yards come with it. 69 yards is not a very high threshold for Travis Etienne to hit here. So um, I'm definitely on him over 68 and a half rushing yards early in the morning for you. This will probably be already settled by the time you wake up, like Chris said. So you can wake up to more money in your account to play some live bets on the rest of the week. 4.2 yards per carry uh, so far this season for uh, Travis Etienne. And like you mentioned, they're, they're feeding him the football, right? Uh, against the Texans, 19 carries. He had only 12 carries against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, that was a, a ugly, ugly game, especially when they total. I think it was around, what, 50-some-odd points, or I think it was like 50, 52 points in that as a total. That game only ended up with 26. But again, week one against the Colts, like you mentioned there, Rod, 18 carries, 77 yards for Travis Etienne. And, you know, when he's going up against, you know, weaker um Rush defenses, I mean, that yards per carry number is right there. And again, with the amount of times you're feeding the ball, uh, just simple math makes uh, you think that he should uh, definitely get over this number against the Falcons. And again, it's a great point. I I think I do do expect the Jags to go out there and win this football game. And if they are ahead by, you know, double digits or whatever the case might be, that they're just going to hand it off to uh, Mr. Travis Etienne. So uh, I agree about uh, Etienne in this game here. Uh, Chris, thoughts on that? Yeah, you. That was game script. I'm always I'm a big game script yeah. guy, and I, I see it kind of going that way, you know. So I won't be the dead horse, but yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me. This was actually something I was looking at as well, Rod. So uh, maybe maybe I'll definitely put it in now since uh, since Rod likes it as well. All right, before we get over to Chris's second player prop, uh, let me tell you guys about uh, Vsin. We're also brought to you by Vsin. Sign up now and save 40% off a of football season special when you use promo code SGP. That's V-S-I-N.com slash subscribe using promo code SGP. Sean and Ryan are in a contest going head-to-head with other VEASAN shows. To see who sells the most subscriptions, the winning show gets a $1,000 Super Bowl future. The best part is Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on the prize if they win. So all you got to do is follow two simple steps. Go to VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe and use promo code SGP to sign up. And then step two, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash VSIN. That's V-S-I-N to submit your proof of purchase. If they win, you'll get a vote on which team to use for the $1,000 Super Bowl future. And if it hits, you'll get an equal piece of the action. So go to VSIN.com slash subscribe and then use promo code SGP. And then make sure to go over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash VSIN to submit your proof of purchase. 
And last but not least, we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. So download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, Chris, take us over to player prop number two, my friend. What do you got? Hey, so probably the spiciest game on the slate for for this weekend. We got the Bills, and Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have them playing against the Dolphins, right? So game script for this one I think is really important as well, right? I like James Cook. I like his rush attempts, right, over 13 and a half. Actually, plus money on DraftKings right now. You can get a 12 and a half, but I wouldn't even take – I wouldn't even play the 12 and a half. I'd go get the 13 uh, and a half because I do think that he'll run the ball 14 times in this game. So 15 and 17 attempts in his last two games, which is actually the ninth most carries in the league over the last two weeks uh, after that horrible offensive performance that we saw on opening night against Aaron Rodgers and the Jets where they decided they just weren't going to run the ball and let's just throw it with – uh, with Josh Allen every single time and see how many interceptions he could throw in a game. So you look at this, you look at the Dolphins, they, they've actually looked really, really great. Kind of hard to find a flaw. But if you go through and look at the numbers, they're actually giving up the eighth most uh, yards per attempt uh, to the rush, right? Yep. Teams haven't been able to run the ball as frequently, of course, because they've been playing from behind. The Bills are two and a half point favorites, three point favorites at some books right now. And I think a key to the Bills winning this game and actually slowing down that Miami offense will be keeping that offense off the field, right? You don't want to see those guys on the field. So slowing that offense down will start with handing the ball off to Mr. James Cook. They've had a lot of success doing so in the last couple of weeks. Um, also, he's averaging what well, they're actually giving up, uh, that Miami defense, 6.1 yards per attempt. Uh, and he's – I talked about him over the last couple of weeks, 44 rushes which is uh, 40 – well, over the season, all three weeks, he's actually rushed the ball 44 times, which is 49% of the rush attempts out of that backfield. So he's not really competing with anybody. That's with Josh Allen, 12 attempts, and four wide receivers, you know, doing those wacky reverse-type plays as well. So no real competition. I think that game script tells me that he's going to get the ball. I don't expect that defense to give up a lot of points and for them to be playing behind in this uh, in this particular situation this weekend. So James Cook over 13 and a half rush attempts, plus 105 right now over on DraftKings. I mean, you take a look at what he's done over the last two weeks, like you mentioned there, uh, Chris, uh, averaging six, um, what, 7.2 yards per carry against the Raiders. And then uh, last week, 6.5 yards per carry. And again, we came into the season uh, with the Buffalo Bills that they wanted to be more focused on running the football. I think this is a game where you're going to need to do that because, Chris, you absolutely nailed it, is that you want to keep that offense off the field and you want to run the football uh, and, you know, tick, 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 you know, let that clock run down and melt the clock here and maybe shorten the game here a little bit. But, yeah, I like it, man. Again, I think there's something that you also may want to look at. I'll expand on this as well. It's probably his longest rushing attempt to go over that number. The first uh, three weeks, he's had a long rush of temp of 13 yards. 
36 yards against the Vegas uh, Raiders and then uh, 34 yards against the Commanders last week. So, um, yeah, I, I really like this problem. I'm going to write this one down for sure uh, my, for myself as well here. Rodney, thoughts on James Cook this week? So I, I think they he will get his fair share of carries, but I'm also – I think that the Dolphins obviously can – they're such a quick strike offense too that it, it, it kind of can play both ways where the Dolphins can still end up running stuff up because – they can score quickly and, it, and you know, the bills will try to slow it down, but it, I still think that there's plenty of opportunity for all the dolphins to get theirs while the bills continue to try to grind it down at the same time. So I think both of them are going to be able to implement whatever offense they want. It's just a matter of uh, if that involves James cook. And I like the guy, I really think he needs to get more play anyways. And, and honestly, but uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on this. All right. Uh, player prop number two for me. I am going to go uh, to the battle of, um, well, Chris just talked about the spiciest game of the week. I'm going to go over to the toilet bowl of the week. Uh, the Ram, uh, sorry, the uh, Vikings and the uh, Panthers battle of winless teams here. I'm going to look at Adam Thielen over four and a half receptions in this game. Um, you take a look at over the last two weeks, Adam Thielen's seen a drastically, um, significant increase in targets over the last two weeks of the regular season. Now I know last week they didn't have Bryce uh, young because he was dealing with the ankle injury. seems like he's going to be on track to play this week, but uh, Thielen leads his Panthers team in targets uh, so far through the first three weeks of the regular season. He's also gone over this projection of four and a half receptions in the last two weeks. We've had a combined of 18 receptions on 23 targets. And there's also possibly a revenge game for Adam Thielen going up against his former team. Um, and also add this, right? We've talked about how bad the Vikings defense is. I don't know if you guys saw, uh, but Justin Jefferson was not happy about this defense. Uh, and he posted uh, something on his Instagram story. But just to put it into context here, the Vikings defense, one of the worst in the league. The Vikings are allowing the seventh most receptions uh, to the wide receiver position and also the fourth most receiving yards to that wide receiver position. Again, that only makes sense because... You know, we typically see this Vikings team in in shootouts. I know they haven't gone over their total, I think, in two of the first three games as far as game totals. But that secondary, it's, it's, it's not very good uh, for this uh, Vikings team. I think Adam, I'm expecting Adam Thielen to take advantage of that and continue his dominance of what he's been able to do over the last two weeks for this Panthers offense. So um, I think this might be a latter opportunity as well. But I do like Adam Thielen to go over four and a half reception this game here against his former team. Uh, in the Minnesota Vikings here. Uh, Rod, any thoughts on that? There is something to be said about the revenge narrative. There always is. I mean, I know that the player is always like, oh, you know, I've never, never let that play into it. No, he he wants, he knows that the way he got kind of pushed out because he was the shiny toy until Justin Jefferson came in, right? It was all about Adam Thielen. And then when Justin Jefferson came in, the, the oxygen was sucked out of the room and he kind of got pushed to the side. So you know he wants to prove that he was not the afterthought that he is the wide receiver one. What better way to do it than to torch his old team and show him that uh, he should not have been dealt the way he was. Uh, Chris, thoughts on um, Adam Thielen? I mean, if I know you said you were writing down, uh, you was writing down James Cook. I, I wrote down Thielen when you said that. <laughs> I immediately thought of revenge narrative, as you said, but then. You know, you just take a look at the last couple of weeks, like you said, you know, if I don't know if the for the viewers, if they really got a chance to let that hit home. But, you know, last two weeks, this dude is actually fifth in the league in receptions at with 18. And then you go look at his targets and he's fourth, fifth in the league 
right behind, you'd never guess, Justin Jefferson, who at 20, he has 23 targets and Justin Jefferson has 26. So uh, I love this one. You know, I'll be there with you on this. Sure. All right. Let's kick off round three of our player props. Rod, lead us off, my friend. All right. Well, we are going to go with a defensive stat because that's what I love the most. Uh, we're going to go with Zaire Franklin uh, of the Colts. Linebacker, for those of you who pay attention to offensive players only. Uh, Zaire Franklin of the Colts, they're taking on the Rams. His total tackle number is set at 10.5. I'm going to take the over. I know it sounds crazy at minus 115 to take the over, but I'm going to read you the amount of tackles Zaire Franklin has had over the last three weeks. He started the season with 17 tackles against the Jacksonville Jaguars. He had 10 solo tackles alone. Then he followed up with 13 against the Texans. 15 against the Ravens last week. Uh, he broke this this prop mark in solo tackles alone last week with 11 of them. Zaire Franklin is an absolute monster. He's going up against the Rams this week, and we talked about uh, earlier as far as the Rams and how many numbers of plays that they are playing uh, this season so far. It's a lot of time on the field for the defense to get tackles, right? And it's uh, proof because against the, the Rams, Seahawks, 48 tackles. The Niners, 48 total tackles. The Bengals were lower at 36 total tackles. But uh, no no Bengal player got more than eight tackles last week against them, uh, which was, you know, I guess a good thing. But in the week prior, the Niners, Fred Warner with 11, Dre Greenlaw with 11, Shavarius Ward with 10, uh, Demandre Lenore, uh, Lenore at 10. So there was four guys with double-digit tackles against the Rams in the opening week. Seattle had a monster game out of Bobby Wagner. 18 total tackles in that one. Jordan Brooks with 12 total tackles against the Rams. There are several players that get double-digit tackles against the Rams in a single game. And you're telling me that one of the leading tacklers in the league doesn't have that same opportunity against the Rams? You're crazy. Give me... Uh, Zaire Franklin over 10 and a half total tackles at minus 115 in the game. Kind of telling that the odds are at minus 115 for this prop, right? And again, that just kind of tells you where the books are thinking about um, uh, for this defensive prop here. So again, I mean, the, Rod, you backed it up with the stats there. Again, it, it makes a lot of sense for me, so I'm not going to argue against it. Chris, any thoughts on that? Nah, I mean, this guy is number one in the league. Like, like I don't know if Rob mentioned that, but he does have more tackles than any other team, and he's average. I mean, 29 through three games is, is absolutely insane, and uh, I wouldn't argue it at all. Uh, Chris, take us over to your third player problem, man. What do you got? Let's go back to the toilet bowl game, and uh, let's, look, let's look opposite side at receivers. And this one just, you know, I, I, I probably should, we should, probably should have been playing this every single week um, just because this guy is so elite. Justin Jefferson, man, <laughs> his receiving yards are, they just continue to go up, but he they, they still aren't close to what his numbers are. Uh, yeah. 100 and a half right now, and, and that's minus 115 on bet 365. Before the, before Sunday, mark my words, before Sunday, this will be up to probably about 102, 103. So if you want it, you definitely want to jump in on it early. Uh, you look at this Panthers defense, and they've actually allowing the ninth fewest passing yards per game. But you got to take a look at who they've actually played. Atlanta and Ritter, eh, man, not that much. Uh, New Orleans, their car kind of getting acclimated to that offense, not as much either. And then Seattle, right? So none of those really elite, elite quarterbacks. Justin Jefferson has 149 yards in every single game that he's played in so far this season. Uh, we know what he came out and said over the offseason about what he wants to do this season. 
third in the NFL in receptions, first in yards, third in targets. I could go on and on and on, but I won't. Uh, Cousins also completed more passes than any any quarterback in the NFL, more pass attempts than anybody in the NFL, and more passing yards than anybody in the NFL. He's looking for his guy. So, uh, you know, we talked about the shiny toy, the shiny new toy. I'm pretty sure Justin Justin may, may be thinking the same thing this year and uh, in, in this week uh, when he goes up against Thielen in that offense. And also the other point is other point to mention is this. The Vikings defense is not that good. So we think that, you know, this is going to be a game where they kind of run away with it. Maybe. But I still think Carolina, as bad as their offense has been, only averaging 18 points per game throughout the season, I still think they'll be able to score a few points, and Justin Jefferson will need to get over this number. Uh, so give me Justin Jefferson. I know it's a big number. I don't really care. 100, 100 yards for Justin Jefferson again, 110 yards. I mean, you rattle off the numbers. He's around like what 100. He's averaging almost uh, right about 150 yards receiving per game. I mean, that's just unheard of. And again, the targets are always going to be there for Jefferson. And again, going back to game script and and you know game flow. If the and if the Vikings are down, I even even think they are up. I think they're still going to continue running the. Uh, sorry, throwing the football. Um, and Jefferson again, he could get this done in two, three catches, because if you take a look at some of his longest receptions on the season thus far, uh, 52-yard reception, a 30-yard reception, and a 42-yard reception. So that's uh, either about 33 to 40% right there. And then on in one catch against the Chargers, he had 52% of it just in one catch. So, I mean, if you're just talking about the amount of targets this guy is getting, it just makes a sense. It's just one plus one equals two here. So, I mean, I'm not going to argue against Jeffrey, uh, Justin Jefferson. I took the over... Uh, on his season-long uh, player props when we talked about the NFC North. So uh, more power to him. It seems like he's on track to get this done by week eight or nine, um, the way this guy is going right now. Uh, Rod, any thoughts on JJ? He's averaging 17 yards per catch and 168 yards after the catch. So it doesn't even matter. It, it could take, what, five, six catches for him to break one loose and and be over this mark. So, yeah, it's not gonna it's not going to take many catches. For him to do this, I think he's going to get it done this week. All right. Um, player prop number three for myself. I'm going to go back to that Texans and the Steelers game. And I think this is a buy low spot for me. Uh, Damian Pierce, I'm going to take the over on his rushing yards. And I know historically when we talk about the Steelers team, we t- talk about how good their defense is supposed to be, especially on the ground. But it's been the completely opposite story, at least through the first three weeks of this regular season. So to put into context, the Steelers rank number 30 in rushing yards allowed per game at around 152 per game. They're also allowing 5.2 yards per carry, which ranks number 29 in the league. And if you're going to go back and look at the uh, running backs that they have faced over the first three weeks, at least one running back from each team has gone over this projection. So let's go back to week one. Christian McCaffrey rushed for 152 yards on the ground. Week two, before Nick Chubb uh, left the game with that injury, um, he already had had 64 uh, uh, rushing yards on the ground on 10 carries. You bring in his backup, Jerome Ford, who rushed for 106 yards after Nick Chubb left that game. Last week, uh, uh, Josh Jacobs on 17 carries, 62 yards on the ground. And I know Damian Pierce in the first three weeks has struggled, but he's gone up against some of the better rush defenses uh, in the league. He's faced the number six, the number seven, and the number 13th ranked rush defenses in yards per attempt allowed. And again, when you're going up against one of the worst teams, I think that Damian Pierce should have a little bit of more success. And asking him to get at least, a, what, 48 rushing yards here. 
I think that this is a good buy low spot for Damian Pierce. So I'm going to go over on his 50, 47 and a half uh, rushing yards here, Rod. Yeah, it feels low for a guy that can. And and obviously, if Stroud can do what he can do, we he might be playing from ahead. I mean, I it's not this Steelers team has not looked like it's it's been able to put teams away. So there's still going to be rushing opportunities for the Texans later in the game, which uh, definitely puts this in play. Chris, any thoughts on uh, Damian Pierce here? Yeah, I like it. I like it as well. You know, and it, it, you guys kind of hit the nails on the head for me. Um, that's how you want to attack Pittsburgh, right? Like you, yeah. you kind of rattled off all the numbers going back to all the way back to week one, you know? So yeah, absolutely. All right. So that is uh three player props. Each we'll get into best bets here in a minute, but we're going to give out our touchdown props uh, for this upcoming week. Uh, Rod, you want to lead us off? Yes, sir. Uh, I will give you Mike Evans anytime touchdown prop. Uh, this is one of those things where for Mike Evans and I, I'll have to eat my words when it comes to uh, to Baker Mayfield because he's actually been able to get something done with what he's got. Uh, Mike Evans has scored a touchdown in every single game that he's appeared in this season. Baker Mayfield needs him. Baker Mayfield needs Mike Evans to get in the end zone to actually bail him out and to, and to be somebody that can, uh, you know, actually make him look better than I think he actually is. No offense, Baker. I know you're an NFL football quarterback and I am not, but, uh, I'm just saying you're there for a reason right now. So, uh, yeah, I think Mike Evans has a very good shot at getting into the end zone. Um, this week, I know that the saints have actually not allowed a wide receiver to get a touchdown against them this week, but that means that the dam's going to have to break, right? Uh, they haven't allowed anybody in the end zone as far as receivers. They've gone against Hopkins. They've gone against Adam Thielen. They've gone against Romeo Dobbs. None of them gotten in the end zone against this Saints team. However, like I said, that's going to have to change. And what better way for Mike Ev- or better way to happen than for Mike Evans to get in there? So his anytime touchdown right now is at plus 180. I like that. All right. Uh, Chris, uh, any touchdown props? A couple of them that I'm looking at, but I'll, I'll give you guys, let's see, which one do I like the most? I, honestly, I like, I like a couple of the guys that I kind of talked about already, but let's go with, um, let's go with Chris Olave. I like Chris Olave to score this week. Um, you just kind of look at how many targets he's actually getting. And uh, I'll, I'll kind of talk a little bit more about this when we get into the final segment, but I like Chris Olave to score. You, he, they're, they're feeding him the ball and he has, Double-digit uh, receptions in every single game. Um, the Saints offense is going to need to score, and they'll probably do it through him at, at least until they can get, uh, you know, their full complementary of uh, running backs. They, I think they still continue to pass the ball. So give me Chris Olave to score this week. I like it. Uh, all right, I'll give you out a couple. I mean, I'm just going to go back to the wall, number one. Last two weeks is cash for me. Tank Dell, that number is now at three to one. Um, so they're starting to catch on a little bit. But um, uh, again, he's he sees the opportunity for this Texans offense. I mean, I'm not going to regurgitate everything I've said over the last three weeks about Tank Dell. But, um, you know, uh, he's that downfield threat. He, we, there was an opportunity for him to be the first touchdown score last week in this Texans game against the Jaguars. Uh, he fell about a yard and a half short uh, right in front of the goal line on that deep catch that he did have. But um, he's he's seizing the opportunity. So at three to one, I really do like him to find the end zone. I'm going to go over to that game between the uh, another other toilet bowl game. Uh, stay tuned to run a best bet in that game. But um, this Denver rush defense has not been very good. 
uh, this season. They are allowing 2.3 yards, uh, uh, sorry, 2.3 rushing touchdowns per game through the first uh, three weeks of the regular season. So um, I'm going to look at the two running backs here, Khalil Herbert at plus 185 and also Roshan Johnson at plus 195. I know it's not the greatest prices or the most exciting prices, but um, they're that low for the reason. I think the books know that this rush, uh, rushing defense for the Denver Broncos has not been very good. Um, so I will go with those two guys. And then let's go back to the revenge angle. Adam Thielen to find the end zone. That number is at plus 225. I currently see, um, I believe he did get into the end zone last week, if I'm not mistaken, for the uh, Panthers offense. Uh, he's actually recorded two touchdowns this uh, season already. Uh one each over the last two weeks. And again, like I mentioned, when we we're talking about him, targets are up for him. Receptions are up for him. Yardage is up for him. So I think that he's a great red zone target. If it is either Bryce Young or uh, Adam, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Andy Dalton at quarterback for this Panthers team. So a couple that I do like there for touchdown props. All right, guys, let's wrap up the show with our best bets uh, for our NFL week Four player props. Um, Rod, why don't you lead us off my friend? So I found one on DraftKings that uh, pits together either Tyree Kill or Devontae Adams to have 150 or more receiving yards in their game. This one is set at plus 450. Take it. Take this. Either Tyree Kill or Devontae Adams to have 150 receiving yards in this game. I almost feel like it could be Devontae Adams all by himself. I mean, I get that he hasn't. Uh, he only hit 172 once. He's only been over that mark once so far this season, but he did play the Bills, had 84 against the Bills, 66 against uh, Denver. I know Jimmy Garoppolo is being monitored right now, but I kind of feel like that's even better for him because then they'll definitely be playing from behind and they're going to have to get Devontae Adams involved in this game uh, because Devontae Adams is pretty much the only guy that you can trust in this receiving core, uh, in my opinion anyway. So I feel like he's got that opportunity. Plus, what a golden matchup he's got against the Chargers. The Chargers, the worst against the pass, the worst defense, 32nd in the league in opponent passing yards per game, 337 yards they are allowing per game. That's not all told. That's per game. They gave up 215 to Tyreek Hill. Now, I know he blew the curve a little bit, but still 215 to Tyreek Hill uh, held the Titans in check. But then who are the Titans passing to? Um, but gave up 149, one yard short of this mark for Justin Jefferson to hit this. So wide receiver one is having a field day against the Chargers. Uh, so I think Devontae Adams could very much get it by himself. Uh, Tyreek Hill, do I really have to make a case for Tyreek Hill? I know he's going against the Bills, and like I said, they held Devontae to uh, to 84 yards in his matchup, but this is Tyreek Hill. 215 against the Chargers, 157 against Denver. I mean, he only had 40 against New England, but you know that was him not at full capacity, so I, I don't know. Tyreek's just a, an absolute and total freak, uh, and, and I think there's no way that they, anybody can hold him at this point, let alone the Bills, even though they've got a really good pass defense, so do a lot of teams against Tyree Kill. What does he do? He tears them up. So um, if you're giving me two of the best receivers in the league right now to get 150 yards, I'll take that bet, especially a plus 450. Yes, please. Put this in the context for you. So last season, Devontae Adams in his first season with the Raiders faced the Chargers twice, obviously being in the same division. 
Uh, the first game on September 11th, 10 receptions on 17 targets, 141 receiving yards. Second game, December 4th, eight receptions on 12 targets, 177 yards by Devontae Adams. Uh, and again, I, I wanted to give out Devontae Adams prop uh, on the show this week, but they, they, those props haven't dropped yet. So that's going to be something that's definitely on my list. But I'm, I'm glad that, Rod, you found that uh, prop for sure. Uh, Chris, take us over to your best bet for NFL Week 4, my friend. What do you got? So, so to Rod's point, you just take Devontae Adams and you alt whatever it is. Yeah. Like, so if, they, if this line pod. comes out at 200, just, just alt it to 275. <laughs> just, <laughs> just add a little. Uh, so I, lo- I love that from Rod. Uh, Rod always finding those those hidden gems. And uh, plus 450, I think I'm going to go put a little sprinkle on that as well, Rod. Um, and I kind of alluded to this one for myself. You know, I kind of alluded to this already. I like Chris Olave, man. I really like Chris Olave. His receptions this week are sitting at five and a half, and that's my best bet. Uh, plus 110 over on BetMGM, so I love that you can get it for plus money. You look at the Saints, they're averaging just 3.4 yards per rush attempt. I kind of alluded to that just a tad bit when I talked about him scoring his anytime touchdown. Um, that's 27th in the league, so they, they aren't running the ball. I don't expect them to be able to run the ball uh, in this week as well. Olave been a savior for this team. He's had six catches, which is what his number is right now. I think that the plus money will go away eventually on this one, but he's had six catches uh once in the other two weeks he's actually had eight catches double digit targets like i said in all three games i think it's 10 11 and 11 or 11 11 and 10 um and he ranks eighth in the league in receptions even with Carr in james winston at quarterback so so i love that uh you also just look at the you look at the defense um teams are passing the ball at the 12th highest rate against the buccaneers so look for a lot of they have a big uh big big week again this week, you know, and he also is someone that I took season long player prop for. So it's a, you know, double, double good one for me. Yeah. I think for the, for the, the saints this week, it, they're going to have to throw the football. And if it is Jameis Winston back there, because we know Derek Carr is dealing with that uh, injury more than likely, I think it is going to be Jameis Winston that they're going to fling the ball around. And again, this uh, Buccaneers rush defense is still elite right now. They've been able to limit the opposing running uh, backs that they have faced for the first three weeks. And again, that's just going to have to enable the, um, uh, the Saints to throw the football and something that also kind of stuck out to me that you take a look at the longest receptions uh, this we, uh, season for Chris Olave 28 42 and 45 so I think that's something else that we probably need to write down on our list longest uh, reception for Chris Olave to go over but I mean you nailed it double digit targets uh, he's gone over this uh, number in uh, all three weeks so far this season so yeah I also have Chris Olave on my fantasy teams here as well. So uh, hopefully he has a big week against the Buccaneers uh, for uh, this Sunday. All right. For my best bets, uh, um, you guys are probably going to make a your WTF face at me. But I think this is a buy low situation. And I think this is something last, last week we talked about, Chris, um, when we talked about Deshaun Watson going up against the Titans uh, pass defense. I'm going to go with uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited, to go over on his passing yards this week. And we talk about the uh, Bears secondary, right? I mean, this team is in absolute shambles right now, both on the field and off the field. We talked about this last week, everything that's gone on with their you know defensive coordinator, but we're talking about on-the-field stuff here. Um, it just hasn't been very pretty. I, I'm not going to rattle off the stats because all the football fans know how bad the secondary has been uh, for the uh, Chicago Bears. So we'll take a look at the three quarterbacks that they have faced this season. Um, and let me give you the number for Russell Wilson uh, before I actually get into the numbers of the uh, actual uh, passing uh, yards for the opposing quarterback. So his number for this week is at 232 and a half. 
Uh, that's at minus 105 right now, currently over on DraftKings. So the three quarterbacks that um, have faced the Bears uh, defense have been Mr. Jordan Love, week one, 245 passing yards. Baker Mayfield, week two, 317 passing yards. And then last week, Mr. Patrick Mahomes uh, in three quarters had 302 uh, sorry, 303 passing yards um, against that Bears secondary. Uh, and you take a look at Russell Wilson this season. I mean, it hasn't been too bad for him. I know week one, he went up against the Raiders, who we thought he should have, I uh, you know, torched that defense, but he had only had 177 passing yards in that game. But we talk about against the Commanders in week two at home, 308 passing yards in that game. And then against Miami last week, obviously in a, in a uh, come from behind situation, he had to throw the football 306 passing yards in that game. So this might be one of those games where I think we might see some back forward with two atrocious defenses. You know, I think Justin Fields should have a good game. I think it's a very low number. here at 232 and a half for Russell Wilson who's done it in a back-to-back week. So um, again, I think that he can get into the neighborhood of 300 yards in this game. So I'm going to take the over on his passing yards for Mr. Russell Wilson over 232 and a half passing yards. That's minus 105 on DraftKings currently um, currently for Mr. Russell Wilson here. Chris, any thoughts on that? That is not surprising at all. You know, if I absolutely love that and I wrote that one down <laughs> as well, I will be playing that. And it's for the reasons that you kind of named. I was wondering how I was going to attack this game as well. And uh, just really just hadn't had time to really dive too deep in it. But um, Rob mentioned the Chargers pass defense giving up the most passing yards in the NFL. 337 is unheard of. No team has even given up 300 other than Seattle. But then when you start to look at the other numbers, Chicago is right there. So it's Chargers, yeah. absolute worst. They're like off the cliff, like shouldn't even be in the NFL. Then you have Seattle, <laughs> which is also right there with them. And then Chicago, like you said, you know, 285 yards per game is what they're allowing. And we just need Russell Wilson. I say we because I'm also playing this as well, you know. We only need him to go for 233. Uh, sign me up. I'll take it. Rod, any thoughts on that? Uh, if you are a DFS player, watch out for stacks against both of these defenses because it is going to be tr- – I just saw there's an article, I think, from SI that said, uh, is it wise to stack against these two defenses for DFS purposes? Yes, it is. And that's exactly what you're <laughs> the case you're laying out for. So, yeah, I, I definitely think that, I mean, Bears defense is bad. They're bad. They don't even know what they're doing right now. So, yeah, any any chance to, to fade them is a good chance. All right. That is it for NFL week four of our player props. Rod, anything uh, that I missed that we need to tell our listeners? Uh, no, there is something that I missed, though. I, I want to yeah. go back to the 450 bet was not on DraftKings. It was on FanDuel. So don't go look okay. at DraftKings, unfortunately. I'm sorry. I didn't write it down. I was just so excited to get it on the page that I, I forgot where it came from. But it's FanDuel, not DraftKings. All right. Um, yeah, week four in the books here. Hopefully we did find some more winners here. But, Chris, anything else you want to mention, my friend, before we get out of here? Yeah, I think I also forgot. I'm glad Ryan mentioned that. I, f- I forgot to give out Olave, a number for Olave. Uh, his anytime touchdown is plus 187. So almost two to one. I like that number. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, definitely check out all my work. We got WNBA coming up. Um, NBA, I'm going to be doing some season previews here soon. You know, hopefully you can join me on that. Yeah. Uh, cause, cause NBA is right around the corner. It's getting real Sir. spicy. The, the, the fifth will be here before you know it. So we'll have preseason and, uh, you know, follow all my work over on Twitter X at crispy cap and two P's two ends. Yeah, I mean, we're going to ramp it up for uh, NBA PropCast as well. So uh, I'm working on the plans for that. But uh, me and Chris are definitely going to be on that for sure uh, for the upcoming NBA season. Right in the corner. So definitely excited for that as always. Uh, Ryan, anything else we want to mention uh, before we get out of here? 
Just follow me on X at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio. Everything I got going on. NASCAR still in full fling. Got some uh, prop articles that are coming out for Sportsbook Review as well. Some extra props on there. But uh, yeah, just uh, keep up with me on X. Not you on X. Me on X. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is it for week four. We'll be back next Thursday for uh, our regular programming. Again, like we mentioned, make sure to follow uh, Rod uh, on X at RJ Gomez. You can follow Chris on X at Crispy Capping with two P's and two N's. You can follow me on X at SportsNerd824. And again, you still have time if you get this before uh, the Thursday night football game to go back and listen to the Thursday night football player props. Uh, hopefully we do find some winners then. We'll recap everything next week. Uh, hopefully, we, again, we found some more winners here. I think we've been having a pretty good season. But till then, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.